Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Kendra Corman. Kendra is a marketing strategist with more than 15 years of experience. From managing the Jeep brand to helping nonprofits and entrepreneurs, she loves to share her knowledge and expertise to make marketing accessible by all. Thank you so much for being here today, Kendra. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I am thrilled to have you here. And we're going to be talking about uh, leveraging AI and communications, which <laughs> big topic, uh, but, but we'll try and uh, keep it, uh, it, it within the realms of uh, <laughs> a conversation people can absorb. Um, I'd like to start by asking you to explain to the listeners some of the key advantages of actually using AI in business communication. So I am a huge fan of AI and and I focus on AI for communication because it just it one of one of the huge advantages of it is that it saves you time. Have you ever sat there and looked at your email screen? And watched the cursor or a Word document and just looked at the blank page and been like, I, I don't even know where to start with this. Yep. That's what AI <laughs> can do for you. You know a little bit about what you want to talk about, but some days everything is awesome. I, I was writing a social post for a client and they had gone out on site to one of their clients and I needed to write a little story about it. So they had this amazing time at this amazing company. I think I used the word amazing seven times in one <laughs> social media post. And I'm sitting there going, I have no other words for it. But I put it into chat GPT and it reworded it for me. So it it works as a coworker. It works as a brainstorming tool. Yeah. And it helps you get started with drafts. One of the really cool things and advantages of using AI is it's therapeutic. Have you ever wanted to write an email to somebody that's like, OMG, I'm done. <laughs> You're fired. Right? Sure. Well, you can't send that. No. But you can type it in chat GPT and say, so this person got me really mad. This is what I want to say, but I want to say it a lot nicer. And you can write and vent to it and it'll reword it. <laughs> because I, I, and I actually did this. Um, to a independent contractor that I was working with. And I basically wanted to say, okay, what are you not getting? We talked about this last week and you still didn't hit the deadline. I really don't want to work with you anymore. And it reworded it. Wow. In a way that was constructive <laughs> and it actually, and I felt better because I still wrote down everything I wanted to say. Right. Which is not nice. Those are some of the things that you can do with AI that are super simple. 
It's not about replacing you or replacing a person. It's about assisting you and working with you. Yeah, boy, I, I, I so relate. Like, I didn't realize it could do the go ahead and vent and it'll rewrite it in a way that you can actually send it. That that never crossed my mind, but I use it to create like social media posts and marketing messages. And I use it for this podcast. I use Cast Magic and it creates all sorts of great. I'm writing that one down. Oh, Cast it's great. magic. Okay. I can't remember how I learned about it. It might've been on AppSumo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. So well, it saves me three hours a week on my podcast. Yep. It saves me hours and hours and hours of time of just um, writing for social posts, for blog posts. It helps me either with that first draft or refining what I draft. Right. Right. So, but will you talk some about the mis- some of the misconceptions that are out yeah. there? So I love this part of AI. So a lot of people think that AI is going to replace everybody. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> not to worry. Like, it's not happening yet. A lot of people think that AI isn't going to write like them or that mm. it's... um that it's going to, that it can't proofread or edit, or it can't add value, things like that. And it can, it can do a lot of that stuff, but the links aren't always real. The content isn't always real. It loves to put punctuation outside of the quotation marks. (laughs) Because isn't that where they really should be? (laughs) If you're listening, that's not where they're supposed to go. And unfortunately, it was trained on like so much of the internet with people that didn't know where the punctuation was supposed to go. It's actually been trained on some incorrect things. So definitely spell check and make sure it's right. Um, And then there's always, you know, some risk and some with some things. But again, it's not going to replace everybody immediately. Consider it something of, I heard this on a webinar not too long ago, AI and ChatGPT, which are two of like one of the most used tools and one of my favorites, it is like an intern with unlimited hours. If you give it really good information, it will give you good information back. If you do not give it good information and it's only partially thought through, then you're sort of spinning the wheel to see what kind of quality you're going to get. Right. But you can make it, you can make it right like you, you can teach it and it can learn from you. And again, it's just, there's so much value in it. Okay. Um, I love that. It's like an intern with unlimited hours. Um, and I'm glad that you said that it's not going to replace people because when you said before about, you still have to read through it and make sure that it's grammatically correct. The links are good. It, It feels to me like one of the most effective ways to use it is to get you started where you were saying before about, you know, when you're stuck and you're not sure to, to give you sort of the, um, the baseline that then you can expand on. Yeah. It gives you that first draft. 
And if you ask it to do a lot of things, I don't know, Diane, you said you use it for a lot of um, a lot of social posts. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but it's like if you ask it to write four social posts and like that's the direction you're giving it with, we'll say you give it tone of voice and everything else Mm -hmm. and the topic, it'll write very short social posts. Mm -hmm. But if you ask it to write one at a time and give it the angle, it actually gives you more detail and more information. It is a just a fantastic tool that can save you an unbelievable amount of time. You know, I've noticed that I've I've put in prompts that were really short and it gave me what I asked for, but wasn't what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so then I changed the prompt to something with more detail and I got really great. Yeah, the more specific content. you are, it's the better it is. And I use I use Asana to I'm and it's how I run most of my business and my tasks and things like that. It's a mm-hmm. project management tool, like if you use Trello or Monday or um that I use Asana. And I have a what I call a business hub inside Asana and inside all of my client accounts, I will call it, I have key information. And under key information, I have all their AI prompts. So for their social posts, for blog posts, for whatever it happens to be. You don't have to rewrite this stuff all the time. I create a little bit of a mini prompt library for myself with the voices of my clients and some of the direction for my business and their businesses so that that way I can easily create it. Wow. So what are the times when we should be relying on human interaction instead. Like we we talked about, you got to read it, you know, you got to proof it, you got to make sure. But are, are there other places where you would say, you know, AI is not really the thing to use here? Anytime anything is confidential. So I was on TikTok and I love Zapier. So this isn't a bash against Zapier or anything like that, but I love them. But I saw an ad for Zapier and how they're connected to ChatGPT now. And the ad said, you can now connect your email to ChatGPT. I'm like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Don't upload your financials. Don't upload anything that really isn't public. You can upload your thoughts and your directions and things like that, but you really don't want to be uploading things into ChatGPT that's confidential. And Uh, I think that's a really big point of where you need to be using a person. Another thing around it is um, I caution people and tell them, you know, don't use competitor information in there. That's another time. I just think it's ethically responsible. And then be really careful with images. So there's Dolly, there's um, Canva's got a new image generating tool. Right. right now, and again, I'm not a copyright expert and I'm not an attorney. And I didn't even stay at a Holiday and Express last night. <laughs> and so take this for what you will. But right now, AI generated images have no copyright. But AI is known to what's called hallucinate, which means it brings in things or makes things up. Um, It can use things that really exist. 
And if you're using AI-generated images in your business, you're potentially asking for trouble and Mm. potential copyright infringement if your program takes it from a existing source, um, which is a concern for a lot of people. Now, I think that it is less risky. I've been recently uh, put on this path. It is less risky to use an AI-generated image than a lot of the free images right now. Mm. But if you've got a website or something like that, be sure you're checking that you have the rights to use the image and all that fun stuff because there are all of these firms that are going out and really scraping the internet and using AI to find their clients' images and send you cease and desist letters. I've gotten four, I've had four clients that all had four valid copyright letters sent to them. Wow. 2023. And I'm small. Yeah. It's not like this is out of a hundred, right? So I've had four Four people get valid letters. Three of them had to pay upwards of $1,500 to resolve the issue. So copyright infringement is a really huge issue. So you really want to be thinking about that as you're leveraging all these AI-generated images and things like that. Boy, that's huge. Wow. You mentioned before about um, the ethical thing to do. Uh, which I think is a big issue with AI. So are are there other things that you would say, you know, don't do that? Yeah, so a couple of things. One, like I said, I never put anything into AI that's not publicly available information or isn't going to be soon public information. Like I don't have a problem uploading my my podcast transcript into an AI system so that it can help me with the show notes and my email newsletter and the social posts. But I'm not going to put in, again, financials, emails, things like that um, for any of my clients or myself. I will not ever put competitor information into AI to leverage their work and rewrite what they've done. You can always benchmark your competitors, but get your inspiration from something else and from you so that you're adding the value and providing that differential. Because I think most people, it's pretty funny. They're like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. They're like, but that makes sense. And I didn't think I would do that. But again, thinking through your ethics around AI really helps give you some guide rails as to what you're going to do. I've also personally made the decision not to train AI on my likeness and not to train AI on my voice. Oh, There's a lot of AI generated, like you can do AI generated videos now if you don't want to do your hair and be on TikTok and you can do AI generated voice recordings and things like that, which is all fine and it does save time. And I think that they have got a lot of value. The problem is, is their terms and conditions pretty much right now give them the right to reuse your voice, your likeness in other places. And those terms and conditions can be a little bit scary. I mean, AI is the Wild West right now. And I am leaning, again, I love AI. It saves me 
it has been saving me probably upwards of 30 to 40 hours a week. Wow. And which is huge. Yeah. But you have to be careful. And, you know, those little check boxes that you get when you, you know, start up a new computer or get a Gmail account or a Microsoft account, um, you can't just check those boxes in the world of AI because there's just too much at stake. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. My voice is out there. I have my own podcast. Right. I'm a guest on podcasts like this one. And you can see my videos on my YouTube channel. Like, if someone really wanted me, they could get it from sure. something. But I'm not giving anybody permission for that. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. I get that. I haven't gone down those roads either. And I, I didn't realize what what you had just explained. I think it just for some reason made me uncomfortable and I didn't realize what the reason was, but that makes a lot of sense. Good instincts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'm going to go with them as as much as possible. Um, So we talked about chat GPT, which I also use. I I think it's great, but are there other technologies uh, that are really useful in enhancing communications? Definitely. So another one that I use is Claude.ai, C-L-A-U-D-E. It's by a company called Anthropic. And the way it's trained and the way it develops is different than ChatGPT. So it's actually got a lot of really cool things. They just rolled out of, they used to be unlimited free. Now they have the $20 plan like ChatGPT does. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that's neat about Claude is that you get if you want to start playing around with something that's free and at good quality, I would I would use Claude um, because you get a handful of prompts and questions for free. Hmm. And I think that Claude is better than the free version of ChatGPT, even though ChatGPT Plus is my go-to for 90% of it. Hmm. Um, I also, there's Descript that I use. So that'll do video editing and audio editing and transcript creation. I record my podcast in a system called Riverside FM and Riverside will actually do what's called magic clips. So it'll actually pull out clips of my podcast recording for me to go ahead and use on social media. It'll resize it so that the pictures are next to each other or in a story format or in a square one-to-one format. It's pretty cool in terms of what it's capable of. Um, so that's a big part of what my tech stack is. And of course, Canva. Um, Canva's got a lot of new AI tools that it's come out with. I haven't used them to the extent that I would have liked to yet. Again, because I think I'm a little bit overly conservative on the whole image piece. But I have played around a lot with it. And it's a it's a great tool. Um, there's a billion and a half of these out there, though. There's um, CapShow, which is another one for podcasts that I've used and tried. There's just, uh, it, again, it's the Wild West. So yeah. everybody's got a technology now. <laughs> it is hard to keep up with. It is really hard to keep up with. I mean, um, I use Metricool for social media scheduling. It has an AI tool and it's had one for a long time. Constant Contact now has AI built into it. Microsoft, of course, has it built yeah. into it. 
um, the AI tool in um, Microsoft Edge um, in the Bing section, huh. it's actually based off of the ChatGPT Plus. Oh. So you can actually get it for free if you want to work around it that way. So, and even things like PowerPoint with like the designer, you know how yeah. it gives you the suggestions on the side? Yeah. That's all AI. Oh, that's interesting. I love that feature, actually. Me too. I've been using it for years and I'm like, I don't like AI. And then someone's like, I know you <laughs> use this. And I'm like, and he's like, do you know your note taker for meetings is an AI system? I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, that's why it's called otter.ai. I was like, oh. Oh. that's what that's for and it's like it was it was crazy but it was earlier this year and I was like oh my gosh it just opened my eyes to all of this stuff that I've been using that's AI AI is not something to be afraid of it's something to embrace yeah to get familiar with to start playing around with I'm adjunct faculty at a local university and I encourage my students to use it they need to understand the technology yeah uh, good for you yeah, they really do because it's not going away. It's only going to continue to be enhanced. Yeah, and it's it's revolutionizing yeah. the workplace. And what about internal communication in a company? So I think that internal communication is an unbelievable area for AI to be used in every department right now. I haven't talked to somebody that has not told me that they're overworked or too busy. Everybody mm. is like doing more with less, right? Yeah. And AI is a great way to leverage that. So if you need to create a knowledge base, you can actually, and there's a couple of companies that I know of that can do this really reasonably, they can actually build your own AI database for larger companies so that if an employee has a question, it'll come back with your internal information. Wow. So there's just an unbelievable amount of that. You can think about, you know, again, um, auto responders to questions. Uh, if you if you've used Facebook Messenger, you know how in the business pages you can set some answers to things uh -huh. that if someone's like asking about hours, it'll give the hours reply and things like that. You can actually build a lot of that for internal companies for internal. Hmm. And then you can also, so I'm a big person. I'm a big fan of trying to communicate with people the way they want to be communicated with. Yeah. I can be very short and direct. I love bullet points. <laughs> some people need a little bit more flowers, <laughs> right? They need yeah. They need some smiley faces and exclamation points. And I love you. <laughs> um, that's not my style. But yeah, if I know either. that person needs it, or if I know a group of people in the company need it, I can have it reword what I would write so that they would be more open to accepting it. Wow. Now that alone is a great reason to embrace AI. I Yeah, I can't say enough about how much it has done for me when it comes to rewriting. I, I'm presenting on AI coming up here to a group of people that are in job transition. And I'm work, I was working on the demos that I'm going to be showing them. And I'm like, okay, how many times can you write the same cover letter and the same thank you letter? Yeah. You, wanna, you know, to if you if you Ugh. interview with three people at a company, how do you write that three different thank you letters? AI. 
Wow. Yeah. Right. It, it, it is, it is mind blowing. I mean, I, I'm, I am an early adopter. I love to try this new stuff that comes out uh, because why not? I find it fascinating, but I also find that there are things that um, while they seem like they're great on the outset, they don't necessarily fit my business. And, and so I think that can get overwhelming for people who are just starting out. Well, they think they're just starting out playing around with it when they have so many people saying, Oh, there's this program and that program and the other. So if someone was really thinking about getting started with it intentionally, let me say it that way, intentionally getting started with it. What, what do you recommend they do? So I, I'm, I love the fact that you have shiny object syndrome like I do. I'm like, <laughs> yes, let me try that. I always have to review my tech stack on like an annual basis because right? the blow up. Yeah. I have two chat GPT plus accounts. I have. <laughs> so just to give you an idea, just in case I run out. Um, no, but I one's for a demo account. But um, you really want to start with the chats. Start with a Claude.ai or use the one Bard or the one in Bing. Um, you want to start by getting a feel for what it is. And then once you start to get a feel for that, you want to start to train it on yourself and your voice. And Diane, I can give you um, my favorite prompt for training AI to write like you that I use for all my clients. And then I give it samples to work with. Examples like if it's a blog post, I'll only give it one blog post. If it's a social post, I'll give it like three social posts. And it'll actually give you a voice paragraph that you can use when you have it creating new content, which really helps you a lot. And yeah, so you want you want to do is start figuring out how to move that forward. You don't want to upload a list of 10 questions and say, answer this, because it's not going to do a very good job. You want to go question by question and have it answer and give it direction. You also can ask it, what does it need from you? That's my favorite. So I'll say you are a social media manager for X company. You have been tasked with creating the social posts for November, focused around Giving Tuesday or whatever it happens to be, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can say something along the lines of, what do you need to know from me to be able to complete this task? And it'll give you a list of 10 questions or 15 questions, sometimes seven questions. Sometimes they're like, what are your brand colors and logos and, um, and fonts? And I'm like, you don't need that. I've got that taken care of your chat (laughs) system, you're not going to give me any of that. So, um, you know, you can ignore some of those, but the rest of it, you can answer because it's going to ask you some specifics. It's going to ask you some things that maybe you didn't think about. And then it's going to tell you it's ready. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love asking, what do you need from me to do this? That is one of the best prompts you can put in there after you finish your task or after you finish like a little bit of the direction. Right. Because it gives it so much better and stronger direction. Wow. I love that. And I, you know, I also noticed something else. I give really short prompts, but it sounds like you give really rich 
detailed prompts for what you're looking for. Is that true? I I would say it depends. Um, Yeah, I would say most of the time I'm giving it pretty detailed prompts. But it doesn't take me very long because, again, like I said, I have this little prompt library where I copy and paste. Um, But I always tell it who it is, you know, because, again, it was trained on all this information. So you want to try and focus it with where it needs to be looking for in its memory banks um, for what it's asking. So you're a social media manager. You're a multi-million dollar fundraiser. You are the number one copywriter for, you know, or journalist for Forbes magazine, or, you know, you can tell it who you want it to be. Then you tell it what you want with some bullet points. Cause again, you always make the difference in all of the content. Yeah. So if I want to tell someone how to do podcasting, I'm going to give them tips. Well, I'm going to tell the AI system what tips I want included in whatever it is that I'm having it write. Then I tell it the voice, which then the voice is a copy paste from my other stuff. Right. Then I can give it formatting direction, you know, format it with emojis or format it in bullet point or um, write it in markdown format so it's easy to read. Short, you know, 300 words, 100 words, only two paragraphs, whatever you mm-hmm. want to give it direction for the formatting. And then again, you make all the difference. So editing, rewriting, and creating is the key. Wow. Yeah, this is long. It's really great. I, I mean, I, I've been using it and I just learned so much about how to use it more effectively. This is great. I'm glad I could help. Oh, but yeah, I gosh. mean, and it's and again, you don't have to be a pro. Yeah. You know, using it all of the time. And you can um there's just so much you can do with it. Just so much. Yeah, boy. It's really, it is remarkable. I'm so glad that you joined me to have this conversation and explain this. And and not just from a, um understanding AI person, but, but using it and really harnessing it for, to, to free up your time, to help you create better content and better communication. It's great. Again, just remember, it's an intern. You got to give it good direction. <laughs> And you don't just turn in its work without looking at it. Right. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't do that if you had an intern. No. So don't do it with any of these AI things. Yes. Exactly. Oh, Kendra, this was great. I'm so glad that that you were here. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you, please, and your podcast? Oh, of course. You can find my podcast. It's Imperfect Marketing. Anywhere you listen to podcasts or at imperfectmarketing.kendracorman.com. And it's Kendra with a K and Corman with a C. Um, and yeah, so you can also visit KendraCorman.com. I have a bunch of free resources if anybody's interested in taking, finding out if they should start a podcast. I also have some wonderful AI tools available for download also. Nice. Wow. That's so great. I'll make sure that stuff is in the show notes. And as I said, thank you so much for being here with me. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others 
at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.